0: Today we talk with David Platt, who turns 40 years old in just a couple of weeks, and uh, no one knows how to pack life into a few short years, like David Platt packs ministry into a few years. I just went back and looked at the the last 12 years of his ministry, it's remarkable. In 2006, at the age of 26, he became the lead pastor of the church at Brook Hills, named the youngest megachurch pastor in America at the time. There, he launched Secret Church, which is a, an intensive Bible study that has become popular around the globe. In 2010, he published the New York Times bestseller, Radical, Taking Back Your Faith from the American Dream. He launched the online resource site radical.net about 10 years ago. And in 2013, he helped launch the first cross conference, a very strategic missions conference. In 2014, after some significant experiences on the mission field, And seeing the desperation of the globally lost, he returned to the States and felt led to leave pastoral ministry to become the president of the Southern Baptist Convention's International Mission Board, a massive missionary sending organization. He moved to Virginia, and from what I hear, he brought significant change, not least of which was much needed financial reforms. Then in February of 2017, he returned to preaching this time at McLean Bible Church, a D.C. area megachurch, officially becoming the church's teaching pastor in September of last year. Initially, he aimed to do both, to preach and to lead the IMB, but early this year, in February, he said it wasn't going to work, and he intended to resign from the IMB once the SBC could find his replacement. We recently reached out to David to hear his heart for local churches and uh, how he views the local church as home base in the advance of global missions. The pattern he sees in the mission of Paul.
1: He's with those elders from the church at Ephesus, a love for the local church, a desire to preach the whole counsel of God in the local church. And that's coupled with a zeal, an ambition to see Christ preach where he's not been named. And so I just came to the conclusion okay, if I'm going to preach as pastor in a local church and, and build up a local church in that way, then I need to find a, a different way to serve for the cause of, of global missions. So that's when I asked. Uh, the trustees of the IMB to begin searching for a new president. I'm still serving in both these roles now, Lord willing we'll do so until a new president is found at which time I want to be supportive of uh, that leader, the IMB. Um, And then I'll continue serving as as teaching pastor at McLean in, in DC, just shepherding that church to glorify God by making disciples and multiplying churches among the nations. And I, so I want to do that faithfully in this local church uh, and alongside the other elders and pastors there, and then I'm I'm just exhilarated as I think about how through writing, preaching, leading radical the ministry, which is intended to serve other churches on mission and other avenues the Lord might might open up. I I want, I want to leverage my life as a pastor for the spread of God's glory among the nations. I actually have a conviction. I've said this throughout my time in the IMB that pastors of local churches possess responsibility for global missions. And George Pentecost said hundred years ago to the pastor belongs the privilege and responsibility of the missionary problem. And basically what he was saying is mission organizations can and should do what they will to uh, organize, facilitate mission in different ways, but it's the responsibility and the privilege of every pastor to fan a flame for God's global glory in the local church. And, And I just think when pastors are shepherding local churches for God's global glory, it changes everything. And I was in, I was in Psalm 96 this morning, like, this is this is not just for missionaries. Like, declare His glory among the nations. His marvelous deeds among all the peoples. I'm praying for the Eritrean Tigray people. Like, over a million of them. Point zero five percent know and believe the gospel. Most have never heard. Like, we as pastors must shepherd churches to change that. So, I want to do that personally and. And then encourage churches to to be a part of of changing that reality.
0: Yeah, that's so good. So you turn forty years old in a couple of weeks. Uh, congratulations uh, on that. Offer us some midlife reflections on being roughly halfway home, Lord willing. Uh, as you as you look back, uh, what what would you say are your biggest regrets? And as you look forward, what would you what would you say are your biggest future hopes ahead?
1: Hmm. Wow, is, uh, that's a sobering question. Uh, you know, when I think about it, one, I, I don't presume, obviously, I, I know you, you know this, but, but I'm halfway home. Like, I've made it this far by God's grace. I don't presume upon tomorrow. Uh, so uh, I want to make the most of the day. And that, that's it. I, I have, especially in light of uh, just some transition uh, ministry-wise that you referenced, I found myself praying just in a fresh way that I, I praise God when I look Back in the last four years, like, what a picture of grace in my life. Like, I would not be having this conversation with you right now if the Lord has not been so gracious to me. You asked about my regrets. I mean, my biggest regret is just my pride, my seemingly relentless focus on myself. I'm just the most prideful person I know, and I uh, I shudder to think where I would be without God saving me from myself time and time and time again. So I find myself looking to the future and it's like, Lord, please keep saving me from myself. Uh, So I've prayed, though, in that, that all that, by God's grace, I've I've had an opportunity to be a part of in these past years would only be a a precursor of what is to come. Like when you, when I think about my dreams, looking toward the future, like I, uh, sometimes people ask like, uh, you know, are you? are you less radical than you you know were writing about however many years ago there's that like i i want to i want to be more radical I, the, the, it's interesting a little background behind uh, even the name of that uh, the title of that book it came from a conversation i was having with brother andrew so god smuggler he's smuggling bibles and all of his life going into hard places around the world i was on a phone call with him one day when i was in the process of writing this book And I asked him, so I can't remember how old he was at that point, but pretty advanced in years. And I asked him, I said, uh, Brother Andrew, if you had to do it all over again, what would you do? And uh, what would you change? And he said, without hesitation, he said, I'd be more radical. Uh, He said, not radical for the sake of being radical, but radical for the sake of the gospel. And I think... Like that's that's my art. Like I don't want to be radical from sake being radical, whatever that means. Like I I want to be absolutely committed for the sake of the gospel to making Christ and His glory known in the world. So I I wanna uh, I wanna love God with all my heart, my soul, my mind, my strength, and the days to come. I think I I love him more today than I ever have, and I just want that to continue to be the case. I Obviously, I want to love my family well. I look at uh, my wife and my kids. Um, I want to, and I'm, I'm in Deuteronomy right now in my time with the Lord, I just want to pass the word and works of God down to the next generation of their kids and their kids. I want to love the church well. I, I am so thankful for the stewardship. It's overwhelming the just the stewardship of pastoral ministry, I want to love, lead this church well, and leverage my life for the spread of the gospel of nations and in all of that. Like, I, I would say uh, a big theme in my prayer time recently has been, it's based on Psalm 90, uh, teach us a number of our days and make a heart of wisdom. Like, I have just found myself leading in this next stage of life and ministry for wisdom and courage. So those, those two things in particular, I don't want one of those without the other. I don't want to be courageous and foolish like that. That's not good. I also don't want, be, I don't want to be wise and timid. I want to be wise and courageous. I want to have wisdom to discern the will of God, and I want to have courage to walk it. I want to do all that God puts on my heart to do. As I look at next stage, I just want to do all that he puts in my heart to do, just praying in a Psalm 97 kind of way for his favor and the establishment of the work of of my hands. So, uh, and and I'm just I'm I'm pretty exhilarated about shepherding on one hand, shepherding local church uh, to love the Lord and make disciples there in D.C. and from D.C. to the ends of the earth, and then yeah, looking to leverage opportunities to be a part of. I just see a world of urgent spiritual and physical need, unreached and uh, on top of physical need. And I want to see the church with the gospel glorifying Christ in the middle of that and leveraging my life toward that end.
0: Amen. That is is just such a constant theme in your life and ministry over these very fruitful years. Thank you for that. Uh, Speaking of looking back... What advice does 40-year-old David Platt have for 20-year-old David Platt? What would you say?
1: Uh, I I would say, so I think three words come to mind. Uh, One is surrender. Uh, Just lay your life before the Lord every day. Deny yourself. Like, Lord, save me from myself. Save me from my dreams, plans, what I want to do whatever you want me to do. I want to go wherever you want me to go. I I just think, I, I was actually at uh, the cross conference one night in our worship and this, uh, uh, Matt Boswell, is leading musical worship and he just paused at one point and he said, uh, just think back on God's faithfulness in your life for a minute and just thank him, praise him. And I just was overwhelmed to the point of tears because I'm sitting surrounded by all these college students. And I'm thinking 20 years ago, I, I never could have imagined some of the things the Lord has done and how He's led, and I just, oh, I just, I just want to be open to however He wants to lead my life. So surrender. Second word, abide. Like I think the the key in it all uh, is abiding in Him, in His Word, in prayer. Like. I've not regretted in the last 20, 40 years, for that matter, uh, any time spent in the Word, any time spent in prayer, fasting, just seeking the Lord and walking in obedience to His His commands. Uh, I just, I don't know what all the coming years that the Lord gives them to me hold, but I, I'm i trusting that if I'm surrendered to Him, totally just my life before form and abiding in Him, then then the third word that comes to my mind is is rest. Like, I can rest that he will lead, he will guide, he will direct my life for his purposes. And uh, uh, in the end, I I, want to finish faithful. I think 1 Corinthians 4, 1 and 2, what what is required of us is servants of Christ and stewards of the mysteries of God that we be found faithful. That is my prayer. So my encouragement would be to my 20-something self or other 20-something, or anybody for that matter, I surrender to the Lord, abide in Him, and rest. Just trust Him as He leads and guides and directs. And Lord willing, our, our lives will be spent for his, his purposes.
0: Amen. So good. Thank you for taking time uh, to talk with us today, brother. I really appreciate it. Well, I just know I am incredibly thankful Uh, you're, you're not
1: asking me to say this at all, but I would just say I look back at my life, and there's no question that the ministry of Pastor John, Desiring God, has had a huge and formative effect on my own mind, my own heart, my own relationship with the Lord in ways that I am indebted to God. For His grace and and through you all, so uh, yeah, just thank you for the impact you've had on me and countless others like me.
0: Thank you for the commendation and the the encouragement. I appreciate it. Thanks, David. Blessings, Tony. See all you. right, goodbye. Bye. That was David Platt from his office. I'm your host, Tony Granke, The Ask Pastor John podcast will return on Monday with Pastor John. We'll see you then. Have a great weekend.